Welcome back to Mind Your Own Business on the You Are Business Network. This is Rick Brody, and I've got an old friend back in the studio, Steve, Steve Schwartz from Sizzle PR. That's right. I didn't mean old as far as age, Steve. I meant long-term. <laughs> That's okay. I'm the oldest guy in the business. Ah, uh, boy. <laughs> Steve, uh, you know, it's been a long um, hard struggle on the financial side, but you, you're telling me that the culture and art side is doing pretty well. Well, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, uh, we have uh, a guest here, uh, my, my friend uh, Kava Mushtabai from uh, the publisher of Artscope magazine, and he's saying that uh, gold, silver, and art are uh, are really the uh, the areas uh, to be concerned, you know, to be uh, happy about. Hey, Kava, welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. It's uh, I just had a chance to go through your magazine. It's quite impressive what you've put together. Thank you. So, uh, what do you think? Steve's telling me we should invest in some art things. That's where the values are going, huh? Positively. Uh, we're Right now, we're working on Artscope uh, Magazine is a, a bi-monthly, uh, timely uh, print publication in almost 700 locations. And we work with the art galleries and the museums and uh, the public, as well as the artists, to create exposure for work and art. And what we're seeing uh, is that the audience is responding to the exposure of emerging and fresh talent in the arts. And now everyone has, in the public and collectors and so forth, have actual, you know, access and information to the work. Uh, and, in, and in that, people are attending the exhibits and events uh, and uh, starting to be around the artists and purchasing the work. How big is the uh, art community here in the Boston and New England area? The art community uh, uh, is is quite expansive, actually. We are actually working across the New England area. Uh, and I can actually speak on uh, larger facts, and then we can you know, reduce it down. The, for example, uh, a report came out that the art market worldwide is $60.8 billion. Uh, U.S., the United States has 29% of it. Uh, and so if you take, uh, you know, uh, right, yeah, 30, yeah, 30, yeah. 20 to 30 billion. So if you take a, uh, you know, the slice around the New England area and being right near New York, you have a large percentage of it. So it's quite a large audience in terms of, uh, you know, the amount and the funding of, of work and exhibits. You know, we, Steve and I think of Newberry Street, but it's all over the place, isn't it? It's everywhere. Uh, you have artists that are represented on Newberry Street that are represented also in, uh, in New York. You have them uh, working out of their studios where the public has access to, to the work itself and bringing together, you know, through the museums uh, and uh, collectors uh, and events and fundraising uh, shows, art centers as well. And uh, even now the uh, schools and colleges are getting involved. My... Um, uh, my friends over at Montserrat College of Art up in Beverly have a very active uh, exhibit thing. Uh, I just heard that uh, Mount Ida College out of Newton uh, is uh, getting more aggressive with uh, with their exhibits and galleries. Uh, that's only two that I know of, and uh, I'm sure that uh, you know BU School of Fine Arts, Museum School, and so forth are all pushing uh, to get more more traffic and get more business. Absolutely. We're actually seeing, yeah, uh, the awareness of the arts is creating a cultural dialogue, and it's incorporating everyone involved in the area. Uh, we also saw from the art market and, and the audience you're asking about is that the average transaction price per purchasing of a you know piece of work is sixteen hundred dollars, 
And wow. n- now you have, you know, and, and that the number, the art market number has been consistent over the last 10 years. So now you have something dedicated towards, you know, the work. Uh, a caveat of that is that uh, the number of transactions has decreased slightly. So that so the average transaction price has increased four hundred by four hundred dollars. So you have you know about from twelve eighty to sixteen eighty. So it's a big market. Uh, tell us about the magazine. When did you start it? We started. Uh, we're in our seventh year, uh, entering our eighth. Our March April issue is our seventh anniversary issue. Where's the party, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Some gallery, something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> As I was saying, yes, it was a, it's a timely uh, bi-monthly publication in, in print. It's in almost 700 locations and free. Uh, and uh, we, you know, there's also about the magazine. There's uh, email blasts that we go out every two weeks with ex- you know coverage complementing the issue, and uh, you know timely and current coverage where people can read about the event, understand the work, and attend the exhibit and uh, engage with the work. There's also uh, the online zine where we have coverage uh, daily uh, or weekly in terms of covering you know, theater events that might have shorter uh, length runs or uh, uh, events or fundraisers. And uh, what's your website? Website is artscopemagazine.com. I'm going to have to check it out because I heard the Jersey Boys are coming back, Steve. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, you really should. It's terrific. So do you cover – talk about what, what you cover in the arts. Is it oil paintings? Is it plays? Is, you know, give us the, the rundown. Yes. Well, we cover uh, the, the entire creative spectrum of arts uh, focused on the visual arts and contemporary work. Uh, fresh talent, uh, you know, what we work on is the democratization of art so that we're going to increase the numbers of transactions and, and work with uh, increasing the, the art market. Uh, in, in terms of that range, we work with covering schools, uh, their exhibits, as well as uh, theater and performance mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the entire you know, spectrum and the print issue and, and uh, digitally. How's Boston stack up, you know, culturally? Is there a lot of events all the time? Boston, there is actually a large number of events happening. Uh, people are learning more and more about them as we, you know, increase the exposure with them. And that's by listening to all the different artists and gallery directors and museum directors and art center directors and communication folks out there and incorporating that information by what Benjamin Franklin said as a tenant in press is an important exchange of information. There's some great art museums. I mean, you know, you think of the Museum of Fine Arts, and there's some always some great exhibits around. But there's more. Uh, what else, you, Steve? What, what did I forget? No, it isn't that what you forgot. I want to remind Kava uh, about his recent uh, coverage of the New Hampshire scene. Okay. Of all places. Yes, yeah, we've covered New Hampshire. There's the Courier Museum in New Hampshire in Portsmouth. There's the Lamont Gallery at Phillips Exeter at the schools. And, and of course, the new merger uh, for the... Uh, Yes. Uh, New Hampshire Art College, however, they, how does that work? Yes, absolutely. There's a Sharon Arts Center uh, merged with the New Hampshire Institute of Art uh, there, and we were around in you know, the Petersburg, Petersburg area. Uh, and what's happening is now these art centers and the schools are, are working together with MFA programs and their educational programs and continuing ed programs mm-hmm. to, to really, you know, develop a central area. And we're actually finding, like, the National Endowment for the Arts and these, you know, these, these, uh, uh, these public policy, you know, centers are now working and funding these states and, and local governments in developing their cultural access. Huh. So my question is, 
What, uh, when you got into this, were you an artist or were you a publisher? How did you come up with this whole concept? My background is actually in astrophysics and business administration. Oh, that fits in. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask the question. He really is a rocket scientist. I got yeah. you. So how did you uh, decide to come up with this venture? I always like to get back to the roots. Absolutely. I, I worked in – my background after uh, studying is, was in uh, management consulting. Uh, I lived uh, long, you know, in Philadelphia. I traveled, lived in Europe and South Africa, worked you know, at the Fortune 500 companies and implemented systems and technologies. But I always had a question question about <clears throat> about kind of our, our culture and the way we live and our daily living and our life and, and and what we're you know working and striving and making money for so I, I believe the understanding of our creativity and culture and who we are deciding on on you know what adds meaning uh, to our lives we, you know uh, where there's a void we didn't know when the next you know art exhibit was we didn't know where right. the creative centers were I knew when the next mu- movie theater was and from there I was asked to you know, uh, consult in, in, in media, you know, ventures. And, and from there, I saw the void in the window of necessary, you know, to create that exposure and timely access to the work uh, and, and saw the opportunity and to, to create that uh, media vehicle. So you went off and uh, started an entrepreneurial venture in uncharted territory. Yes, because yes. I haven't seen too many of these type of publications, Steve. Uh, there, there are several. Uh, you know, of course, you know, in, out of New York, uh, there's, of course, the New York Times. And, I've heard of that, yeah. Right, and there's a big one called Art World. But locally here, uh, Artscope is doing something that no one else is doing. And as a result, it's just stimulating what's called now the creative economy. Huh. Uh, many... Uh, Many students, like the young young people, going to art schools are going to uh, they're getting training because our life now has become visual. Everything now has to look good on a computer screen or a television screen, but primarily uh, everything now is aimed at a creative explanation or, or a visual uh, way of bringing th- bringing information to people. It's the way we live now, and uh, Artscope is doing a great deal of covering that as, not only as a business, but as Carvis as, as a cultural uh, change. And uh, we refer to it as the creative economy. Gotcha. Kava, how much has technology influenced the whole art scene? Technology is is being adopted uh, in terms of it being, you know, in a creative way. Uh, what I can – we can see digitally with the graphic arts and illustrative work that, you know, that the illustrators can really access the technology, work with tablets and uh, really produce work that's, you know, from what they would draw into the digital world and presenting it, you know, to a mass audience. So what we see is absolutely the, the work itself being, you know, provided or presented – to a large public audience as well through the technology you know, means. Now, uh, we always talk about education, and is art being taught in schools now? I'm talking of like elementary, or when do you pick up the artistic part of the education of process? Absolutely. We, we work with a number of schools, uh, even in high school, uh, where they're having gallery exhibits uh, and they're bringing artists in from outside and visiting artists and they're coming in and teaching the students there about the work and, and that's tapping into their, you know, their creative means, working with their hands, being around what, you know, what the work means to them and, and how to interpret it. So from there up right up to, through college and you know, continuing ed programs and adult education. 
Is the is there the art schools are really busy these days? Is a lot of kids going to art school? The art schools, what we've been working with, absolutely. The, the art schools have been getting busier. Uh, we've seen we work with and sponsor a number of schools and their auctions, uh, and we've seen actually their auction numbers in terms of their audiences increase. One, you know, Montar College, like uh, Steve was mentioning, I think we went from. When we started sponsoring them, they went from around 200 to about 600 or so. 750. Right? 750. So they tripled in one year. In one yeah, year. that's incredible. Yeah. Well, I know who their PR guy was, so well, that helped too. Actually, I know. I have, to th- <laughs> I have to thank Artscope for that. They did a tremendous job. But, <laughs> but uh, how on, I look at artists as entrepreneurs too because they make a product, and it's a very difficult business to – turn it into a uh, living how, how do you help people uh what do you advise young artists to do absolutely we advise you know young artists in terms of we can advise them in the in the media world and what we do we're working a unique entrepreneurial approach as well in terms of uh you know taking fresh talent not only just sticking with the well-known names and creating the exposure with that so we just ask artists to contact us to reach out, you know, with their work, and we work with in- incorporating that information and creating exposure to the public and, and different art centers, museums, and, and directors see the work, uh, and and from there they under they see you know all the talent out there, and it opens up uh, the you know the activity. Uh, there's still a lot uh, a lot to be learned though from the art in the art business. Frank <laughs> Carver told me about a gallery last year that had. Uh, very nice uh, series of paintings, and uh, our scope covered the opening, and it was like day one or day two, somebody came in and wanted to buy the main piece, and the gallery owner got excited and sold it. Whoa. Okay? He, if they had waited a couple of weeks, they probably could have sold it for a lot more because it, you know, it started to get uh, coverage. It started to, people still were talking about it. When they went to the gallery, it was gone. So there has to be a little bit of uh, patience w- patience, and learning how to do business. Okay, as you said, uh, artist, uh, being an artist has to be a really tough way of making a living. Well, is there a way to make money painting before you're dead? Usually, like, when, <laughs> you know, 100 years after you die, you're dead, your painting's worth something. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we're working on it. That's precisely what we see is from uh, the, the example Steve just gave. Uh, not only did, uh, you know, the gallery sell it, but they also took it down. <laughs> and 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 <laughs> instead of leaving it up, and so you know, but if they kept it up, people would come in and understand they could get different types of work from that same artist, and uh, and they can make their own kind of judgment on it. Uh, but what we've seen is as we've created the exposure through the you know issue, print issue, and, uh, and digitally, uh, artists selling at their openings up to you know nineteen paintings, uh, and and we've seen results where where they're selling ten, twenty thousand, even more of work in an exhibit, and positively that'll. That you know that that type of access you know an approach sustains them. So, Carver, do you put your old consulting hat on and consult to these art galleries and how to maximize things? Yes, I, I consult in when they may ask me or in an approach of a marketing or advertising platform positively and what will pay back for them. Now, I have a friend that's a digital artist, and it, is that whole area taken off? It's you know like. Uh, 3D art, animation, stuff like that. Absolutely. There's animation. There's book illustration. There's uh, games uh, being developed. Uh, there's apps for Facebook. So there's a whole world behind uh, you know artists and, and the digital platform. Graphic design. A lot of it is work is, is presentation now in, in this new age and what, what we do ourselves with the digital you know medium to present the work. 
I guess my uh, Elvis on black velvet is really passe now. <laughs> I might as well put it away. Well, you know, some of the technology is just uh, incredible, and the tools that the artists have to work with digitally is is fantastic. We see now even that the artists uh, developing work uh, can even you know use it for different means, like working with, for example, the fashion industry. We talked to uh, uh, Louis Vuitton, and they were you know using actually a polka dot artist from Japan in terms of their own new fashion designs and brands, uh, and and or used in you know their advertising and TV platforms and, and cars as well. So you know there's not only digital uh, approaches for the artists, but also you know using art in a in digital platform to you know reach the audience well even with websites i mean if you don't have a real classy website now you you could you're almost like a dinosaur yes a website and the presentation the simplicity of it as well as creating a context for the access or for the uh for the content of the work and what we do in a high level is uh uh you know have content about the work in a way that people can read about it and understand we had a we had a professor of art write in and say, thank you for covering my work. I even understand my own work better. He's <laughs> <laughs> obviously a modernist, right? Yes. And in addition to the website, we would use social networking to, to announce, create announcements. So people mm-hmm. immediately understand about the work. We actually have a, a, you know, the first of its kind in arts journalism, a, a breaking news feed through their tweets. So we take aggregated news contents from the sites within the context wow. of the information and, uh, and incorporate in a list that Artscope has made uh, you know, and put on our exhibitions page. So now they have the content of the issue. They have the links, static links, and they also have a live breaking news dynamic feed. The only thing missing is radio. We got it right here. We're learning. We're learning. This is good. Now, I can't draw a straight line, but if, if you were my consultant and I had artistic talent, is there any area that you would like steer me toward more than, over another area? The, there's always the fundamentals. I've, uh, you know, in case is it? Do you want to start drawing or start uh, learning how to make money? Creative? I want to make money <laughs> as an artist. Exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it, it really starts with the, with the passion. In in terms of uh, first, when you you know when you look at what you what you really love to do. Uh, you'll start making money at it. Uh, it, There's all different medium. You can be an oil painter. You can be, you know, go into drawing. You can go into 3D. You can go into graphic. Um, Of course, what you're talking about, technology, you know, and presentation is is a key, you know, kind of approach to it. Uh, But you can really work in almost any medium. Sculpture is is a way, you know, you have have, doctors and dentists, you know, collect those pieces, uh, depending on your profession. PR PR professionals collect (laughs) a lot of it. Yes. Now, talk about 3D because this is like the new wave of stuff is is that catching on 3d art 3d art is a uh is a is an art form yes that's worked with you know it works with vectors and you're working with graphic design software uh and uh, you know in that sense you're going to work with a team you know your technology team a graphics team uh you know a creative team drawing team and all that you know combined uh, you know, can can take off, but yes, there's there's 3D art, there's uh, there's uh, graphic design format, there's there's a whole range, you know, of items. You know, Steve, you and I used to have the old patent paper. Now those days are gone, huh? Exactly, exactly. Uh, one of the things I'd like to mention before we go off the air is that the coming uh, coming soon, probably in midsummer, uh, our scope is going to reach out to to the design community. What I mean by that are the interior designers, the people that uh, work with uh, major corporations, designing offices and so forth, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, interior decorators and so forth, so that 
the uh, that commercial end of the business and the cultural end of the business shouldn't be at odds length. You know, at arm's length, they should be working together. And uh, you know, good designers will pick up good art for the doctor's office Absolutely. that they're doing and so forth. That reminds me of yeah. I was just speaking with a uh, industrial designer who does also art consulting and act for large scale you know businesses and companies and their bu- buildings as mm-hmm. well. Uh, you know even large corporations they're looking for aerospace companies. Not only do they need interior design, they're also filling up their walls with the with the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that involves industrial design, three D art, you know so forth, structural mm-hmm. structural art, uh, and uh, it's a whole range. Apple, for example, was built on industrial design through you know CG. I've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> done pretty good, haven't they, Steve? <laughs> so these are all the ba- fun- fundamentals that are you know go into every piece of work that you might be using in every day. Now, do you miss your days traveling as a consultant, or do you really are you passionate like are you, about this? particular business i'm passionate about this this is you know that was a good that was great experience a great work to i love working with the ceos and you know those in fortune 500 companies and 100 companies and at the same time i you know this is something that i can see you know enriching their lives as well absolutely well steve i once again you bring another great guest to uh, the front thank you you're welcome you're welcome and uh can you give us your website again carver uh, if somebody wanted to um Get, get a copy of the magazine or advertise or know what's going on in the art community? Absolutely. You can reach us anytime to advertise or subscribe. It's artscopemagazine.com. That's easy for me to remember, Steve. And what about uh, if I needed a crackerjack PR guy? How would I get in touch with Sizzle right, just, PR? Uh, you know, www.sizzlepr, just the way it sounds, S-I-Z-Z-L-E-P-R.com. And... Uh, Hopefully we can do some work for you. Well, now we can start hanging out all the art galleries and look important, right? (laughs) Yeah, or at least smart. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Steve. Thank Thank you. you. Jeremy, uh, let's wrap it up. We'll take a break, and uh, we'll be right back on Mind Your Own Business on the UR Business Network.